but I'm going to dive straight into something here that's controversial. Okay. And I, and I love controversy. <laughs> I, I do. I really do. Yeah, mate. I love. I love to. I love to go against the common grain. Uh, you espouse two words, and that is stop stretching. And you've even yes. got a book titled by the same name. So yeah. a yoga a yoga teacher who teaches that stretching isn't as good for you as what we're led to believe. Can you give us some information about that? Mention your book, Stop Stretching, and there is a link down in the show notes where people can find out more about that book or even go straight to Amazon and buy it. You know, when I did move to New York, I really um, faced a lot of adverse of adversity. And, you know, I just want to quickly give this and then we can come back to it if you want. But I, you know, one of the things that pulled me out of it, you know, out of fear, because I was totally afraid, um, out of despair, out of a lot of setbacks, I had a ton of setbacks, and I had to constantly deal with them. Um, like you would in life was affirmations. And the affirmation, it was funny, because when I was actually on the train going to New York, this affirmation kind of downloaded into my space. And that was, I'm opening myself up to the universe of limitless possibilities. And anytime I started going into fear, anytime I started facing adversity, I would stop, I would breathe, and then I would go into that affirmation. And, you know, it's, you asked me earlier what yoga is. And so yoga is literally opening yourself up to the universe of limitless possibilities. And and being able to not just tune into it, but be fully saturated in that space. And, you know, you can use different words. You can call it God consciousness. You can call it, you know, universal consciousness, whatever you want to do. But ultimately, yoga is bringing us back to the source and reminding us that we are that universe made manifest. Um, and, and, and not just like thinking about it. a lot of people in the spiritual world, a lot of people, you know, that do these things, do it more from um, kind of a thinking or a mental process, if you will. But what yoga is asking us to do is actually make it experiential so that we have direct experience of what, it, what we're focusing on. And in this case, you know, being part of that absolute or being part of that universe of limitless possibilities. And so obviously I was teaching stretching and I, um, as part of yoga, in fact, I hit kind of a crisis a couple of years ago because I started to realize like stretching actually wasn't that good for you. And I was faced with this moral dilemma of like, if I'm not teaching stretching, how am I going to teach yoga? And what I've come to realize through different, you know, studying history of yoga, reading the scriptures, reading different texts, is that nowhere in any of the scriptures is there any reference to needing to stretch. This whole idea of stretching and flexibility has really become more, if you will, like a Western idea. It's like we saw these lanky Indian boys who were 18, 16 years old. Um, being really quote unquote flexible. And we assumed that that's how we're supposed to practice yoga and it's not. So put a pin in that for a second, come to stretching. What we're starting to find out more and more is that we're actually damaging the body 
um, at a neuromuscular level by stretching. When we stretch a muscle, so if I bring my arm up to the sky and bring the hand down behind my back, I bring the other hand to the elbow and I try and push that hand down, I'm starting to quote unquote, stretch the shoulder girdle and you know the tricep and, and, and different muscles. But when that arm comes back out, and I like go lift weights, or I go do a push up, or I lift a bag of groceries, the muscles in that shoulder that are supporting the joint are all shut down, meaning that they've lost their ability to contract properly and stabilize that joint. And so, you know, there's been numerous, numerous studies done on this, that people lose their force output of their muscular system uh, when they stretch. And so I've completely changed everything, obviously, through stop stretching and trying to get people more and more into really thinking about, like, how do we activate the muscles and improve that neuromuscular connection in the body. That, you know, it's important for people to understand too, like what's what the real driver for me to teach people is, yeah, stop stretching, but it's really giving people the tools to become pain-free. And so you just said like, you're not flexible, that inflexibility is not a symptom of necessarily tight muscles per se. It's really the inability of muscles to work properly in your body. And when I say properly, being able to shorten. So we can improve your range of motion quite dramatically if we start to get those muscles working again. And now that you've told me that you've had a double hip, you know, replacement, I mean, yeah, you have a lot of muscles that are are not working. And, and because, you know, yeah, obviously so, right? <laughs> so getting those muscles working is really important. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, well, I look forward to reading that book. I really do. Uh, now, just something else. If somebody goes to your website, Aaron, at yogiaaron.com, again, the link will be in the show notes, what they'll see there in very bold print up the top is uh, a quote, become fearless, live limitless. So how does that theory come into your work? How did you come to know that you really can become fearless and live limitless? Are you living a fearless, limitless life today? So I love this question because it's really this whole idea of living fearlessly is what yoga is really all about. And the, you know, all of the teachings of yoga is really to get people out of fear. Fear, as you know, is debilitating and dampens the intrinsic wisdom of our soul. You know, I said earlier that purpose was knocking at the door of my heart, you know, to go to New York and start teaching yoga and, and living that life. But I could have very easily gone into fear and, and, oh, I can't do it. Oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I need to save more. Oh, I need to do this, you know? And, and so if we're, the goal is to get out of fear. That's number one. And then number two is, as I said earlier, is to become limitless. And so that's why that's kind of my number one slogan. It's like live fearlessly, become limitless. And, and that's what I hope to embody or impart to people through the different practices. Well, there's, there's enlightenment happening right now between you and I because yeah. I've had the impression, I've had the idea that yoga was all about bending and stretching, standing on the beach at 6 o'clock in the morning and, and uh, <clears throat> putting your body into unnatural positions. And that's, that's been my concept of yoga. 
Yes, yes. You know, I mean, you know, Mike, I mean, you, you don't have to do this. And I know that this is a short, you know, amount of time, but you can just always just do a simple practice. Stand on the beach at six o'clock in the morning. Bring your arms out to the sides. Turn your palms to the facing sun. Close your, close your eyes and bring the sun to your third eye or to your heart or to your solar plexus. And breathe in and repeat that affirmation. I am opening myself up to the universe of limitless possibilities. Now you're practicing yoga. And I think like there's so many people that are so attached to the show yoga. And um, I call it show yoga or Instagram yoga. And that's got nothing to do with what yoga is about. It's really this inner connection. Now, that's not to say that doing those weird postures or those heart, those crazy postures can't bring you to a state of yoga. But if it's only about the posture, which it is for so many people, the yoga itself gets lost. And so if we're going to do a practice, having intention is so important. And the intention should always be to come inside yourself and, and resonate in that limitless, infinite space within your heart. When you take your uh, students into one of your retreats, what do they experience from the start and what do they have to walk away from when they depart? <laughs> when I'm leading my yoga immersions at Blue Osa, um, they come in, I mean, so many people come in lost. I think all, every single, I led five trainings this last year, five, five big trainings. Two of them were one month long and every single person came in and it was a lot of people said that they felt disconnected from their body. They felt disconnected from their life and who they are in this world and what that means and they felt lost. They felt like there was a loss of purpose. And so there's what people start to reclaim is that connection to themselves, which is what for me, what yoga is really all about at the end of the day is, is building that relationship with ourself. There is a very calming, um, oh, I don't know. There's a calmness that comes from you. I mean, seeing you, your image. Uh, so the molecules that have been assigned uh, to you, uh, it's just a calming picture. And listening to you talk, uh, it's also very calming. And I can, I can imagine that those people who attend your retreats uh, or even read your book or visit your website uh, would be like me, who would feel drawn to wanting to experience more of what Yogi Aaron is all about. And so for those viewers and listeners in the show notes, if you're like me and you want to know more, there's some links to click there. And I thank you, uh, Aaron, for joining us on the Comeback uh, Coach podcast to share just in this short time some of your background, what you're about, and uh, to share some of that wisdom that you've experienced. And so what do you want to leave our audience with as a parting thought? I'm going to talk about something that was very personal to me today as I, I had to respond to a negative comment. And, um, and there's a lot of people that have ideas about what spirituality is about. I think that spirituality and to be a spiritual person is to be in the constant endeavor to be the best version of ourself. And, you know, in the words of my teacher, Swami Rama said, you know, do the work 
do the spiritual practice so that you can make your personality a more pleasant one for those you know you who, who have to deal with you in the world and and i just i think it's just so important like you know for everybody who's doing this work keep doing it because it's it's not easy sometimes but it's so rewarding when we find that place of inner contentment in our life and that you know we're not disturbed by what's going on in the outside world because we are, have full knowledge of who we are at our source and so that's my my parting i guess comment is just keep doing the work trust the process trust your teachers and and, and you'll get there Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Yogi Aaron. And thank you to the audience uh, for joining us on this issue, this edition of the Comeback Coach podcast. And uh, the links are in the show notes. You'll find out more about Yogi Aaron, his book, his website, and mm -hmm. uh, what his beliefs are, what he teaches through his retreats. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And to the audience, uh, thank you very much for joining us on this edition of the Comeback Coach podcast. This is Mike Searles. Until next time, signing off.